You are Locked On NBA Draft, your daily podcast on the NBA Draft, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. Are you happy because you win? Or do you win because you're happy? At only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the Ultra Player of the Week coming up later in this episode. What's up, what's up? It's Rafael Barlow from NBADraftJunkies.com and also the NBA Draft Junkies YouTube channel. I got my guest on here. He was on a couple days ago. He's back again. It's my brother, James Barlow, a.k.a. Jimmy Del Negro. If you listen to this beat right now, this was a production by Jimmy Del Negro. But also today, we can call him Stimmy Del Negro. <laughs> Yo, how did it feel when you woke up and you saw that, that money in the account? The money that we earned, but technically feels like we didn't earn. Feel good making money in my sleep. I mean, you know, more people need it. So I'm, I'm more happy for them. I'm going to be real humble, real 36 about the stimulus. People needed that money, and I'm glad they got it. Man, I was thinking about buying a, I don't know, a Jag. Not the not the car, like a real Jaguar. <laughs> a lion. I wanted to put some Cardis in the cart, man. But I was like, man, let me go ahead and be an adult. <laughs> man, being an adult is, is definitely not fun because, you know, if I was 21, I had a free 1400. Oh yeah, I'd have definitely bought some Cardis. Yeah, my my sneaker collection would have been back then. You know, when I was young, it was Air Force Ones. Now, 1400 may only get you like two, three pairs of shoes. <laughs> right. So right. All right. Today, I wanted to talk about Jalen Johnson from Duke, one of the three Jalens. You know, we got Jalen Suggs. Yo, when I typed in Jalen Johnson. On basketball reference, it was like eight kids that showed up, man. We got to do something about this, man. Oh, yeah. It's it's, it's, a, it's a bunch of Jalen's. I mean, we're probably going to have three selected in the lottery, possibly three Jalen's selected in the top six. But what are your thoughts on Jalen Johnson? For those that don't know, Jalen Johnson is, what can I say? He's one of the more intriguing prospects in this draft. I think from a talent standpoint, he's definitely in a – one of the top tiers, 6'9", 220 pounds. He averaged 11.6 rebounds, two assists, 52% from the floor in only 13 games. And 13 games because he dealt with some injuries and he also decided to leave the team. And for lack of a better term, I, I think he quit. I think that he just had some issues going with Coach K. He didn't like the way things are going and he quit he decided to opt out and I think that he's going to have a lot of questions to answer around NBA draft time especially from GMs about um, just his overall like dedication and, and the reason why he left I think that he went to like three different high schools in high school I know he transferred from two schools in Wisconsin, then he went to Florida, then he ended up transferring back. So there's probably going to be a lot of concerns about how he handles 
I don't even want to say difficulties, but just how he handles different things. So that's going to be something that definitely will be brought up. But let's just talk about his overall game. What are your thoughts on Jalen Johnson? Watching his film, um, I don't I want to say nothing really like popped out or stood out to me about him, you know, so like he's athletic, but he's not necessarily above the rim athletic. Uh, he can handle, but he wasn't, you know, beating big off the dribble. You know what I'm saying? Like he he rebounds, but sometimes he didn't rebound. So it was kind of like a mixed bag watching him. Again, you can see the talent. You can see that he is athletic, but, you know, I'm just trying to figure out who is he, who will he be as a player at the next level. Yeah, so I see – I see quite a few guys that he could be like. I know one of them is one of your favorite players. Not like favorite player overall, but like favorite. I know. And that's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. He looks like James Johnson. But when I think of James Johnson at his peak, I think of Miami Heat James Johnson. So what are your thoughts on Jalen Johnson being compared to James Johnson? Yeah, it's funny that you bring it up because when I was watching him, he reminded me a lot of uh, James Johnson, uh, a mobile, probably playmaking four who isn't great at anything, but is good at a lot of things. Um, but like I said, I like James Johnson because, you know, he'll he'll grab the rebound off the glass, initiate offense. He can make passes. He can make plays. He'll make a three every now and again. And, um, you know, when he's – I don't want to say, say motivated, but when, like, everything is working for James Johnson, he's a really good basketball player. Um, but, you know, unfortunately, it looks like that happens less often than it should. But like you said, peak Miami James Johnson was really good. And um, I, I think Jalen reminds me of him. Again, He not the best shooter. He's athletic, but he's not, you know – above the rim athletic where he's dunking on people and I, he I did bang on somebody though. He had a high that was a he fast did. break in Clemson. Yeah. 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 He, he caught that kid from Clemson. I don't know what he was thinking. That was just a bad angle, but in the half court, he's not playing above the rim. And a lot of the times uh, Jalen was going left, you know, it was a lot of difficult shots, but I mean, as far as just like what I see and who he reminded me of, I saw a lot of James Johnson. I had a chance to really watch, James Johnson at his full, I guess, display of his talent when he was in the G League with the RGV Vipers. And I knew him as a guy that was a first round pick. Um, I, I want to say he may have been like late lottery in between there and in like that range. Or 16 or something like that. Yeah, no, I know it's somewhere in that range. And I didn't really know what he did well until I saw him in the G league. And when I say he was playing one through five and defending one through five, mm -hmm. that was when I really felt like, dang, this dude is talented. He just hasn't had a chance to show, or he just hasn't been in the best situation where it allowed him to show everything that he can do. And then ever since then, I just had a, a better appreciation of his skill set mm -hmm. and his versatility. And I think with Jalen Johnson from Duke, I see a lot of similarities, but I also see he could be like this hybrid between Ben Simmons 
and James Johnson. If he can be somewhere in the middle of those two, then I think that he he definitely has a a good NBA career ahead of him. See, I don't think he has I don't think he has the pop that Ben Simmons had. Like I think Ben Simmons athletically it just kind of dwarfs him. Whereas because you know Ben Simmons in the half court, uh sometimes he'll get you or he has enough sometimes it, he has enough handles to to you know beat somebody off of the dribble. Um, his thing is, will he do it all the time? Is he consistently trying to attack? But at the same time, you can throw a center on him because he isn't that kind of score. But uh, going back to James Johnson, I just kind of think his thing early on was it took a while for the league to catch up to – not catch up to him, but figure him out because, you know, he came in and as a small forward, but he's not that kind of scorer. And as the league got like smaller, then he became that um, that small ball four, you know, that he is on a good night. But yeah, with um, I I can, I, somebody else said Ben Simmons with him. And I'm like, eh, I really don't see it. I'm not the big biggest Ben Simmons fan, but I don't think he has the even the playmaking that Ben Simmons has. Like, he can make some passes, but. I think it'd be more so as, uh, you know, not yet, not not like a primary. No, but I don't even think it'd be a secondary. I mean, you know, best case scenario for Ben Simmons, he's a secondary playmaker. But I don't, I don't, I don't know if Jalen Johnson's gonna be that. In just a few minutes, we'll come back and we'll talk about Jalen Johnson's offensive strengths. Now it's time for the Michelob Ultra Player of the Week, but I'm gonna switch things up and highlight Patrick Ewing and this Georgetown program as my Michelob Ultra Player of the Week. I know it's an individual award, but what Pat Ewing has done at Georgetown this season has been nothing short of remarkable. Ewing spent 15 years in the NBA and was often overlooked for head coaching jobs, which I think is more than likely due to the stigma that former players who played in the post aren't as qualified to coach as point guards. Coming into this season, Georgetown dealt with a lot of players transferring. They were picked to finish last in the league, and they even went into the Big East Tournament as the number eight seed. And in the final game, they defeated the number two seed Creighton Blue Jays 73-48 to win the tournament for the first time since 2007. But what makes this victory even sweeter was Ewing and the Hoyas won in Madison Square Garden, where his jersey hangs on the Raptors after a legendary Hall of Fame career with the New York Knicks. It's also important to point out that Ewing was in Madison Square Garden for the first time as the head coach of his alma mater and also since the passing of John Thompson, who was responsible for making Georgetown basketball a powerhouse program in the 80s. So now I want to ask you, the listener, are you happy because you win or do you win because you're happy? Michelob Ultra is only 2.5 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. And the enjoyment isn't the end game. It's the whole game. There's only one place that has you covered. And one place we trust. BetOnline.ag Sign up today for a free account at BetOnline.ag and use that promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. 
BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Promo code locked on. Betting on college basketball doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the brand new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so as far as like his upside and his offensive strength, what do you think is his best position or the best fit or role for him in the NBA? Uh, he's a four. Modern day four. Um, you get him in pick and roll where the, you know, he, he catches that that short roll at the top of the key. I think that's where he's going to be at his best. He'll, he'll be able to maybe beat some guys off the dribble and make plays, but um, I don't, you know, I'm not buying him posting up very much. I know he did at Duke. Uh, but ultimately, I think he's a, a playmaking four. And again, if he embraces that role, I think he could be very good yeah. at it. I would love again. to see him as a screener. Yes, playmaking four as a screener. So let's say he plays the the homeless man's uh, Lamar Odom role where, you know, or even like uh, you – I don't know where he's going to go, but he sets a screen for the point guard who's a shooter. You have to double team. He ca- he takes that ball at the top of the key, and he makes that read, whether it be a score for himself or hits a corner guy or throw a lob to a dunker, something like that. Draymond Green. I mean, to yeah. me, that the type of play you described is what helped Golden State win their first championship against the Cavs because when they were trying to double Steph and trap him, Draymond was able to make plays in the middle of the floor where they was hitting – Bogut, um, you know, at the dunker, whether it was driving and hitting clay in the corner or Barnes, he was just able to make plays in the middle of the floor, which made it difficult for teams to double team or trap stuff. And I think Jalen Johnson can play that role. I think that's the role that he's best suited to play. I also think that he has some potential to make plays as a rebound and run threat. Grab and go. Yep, he gets the rebound, and he's able to make plays in transition. Um, Because I like his passing instincts. I think that he's not a, like you said, I don't know about, like, Lamar Odom. I know Lamar Odom was kind of like a natural point guard, and I know you weren't necessarily comparing him to Lamar Odom, but just that role that Odom played. And in my opinion, and, and maybe we can even go back in history but I feel like the best teams in the last, let's say, 20 to 25 years had that guy on their team that was like a point forward type. So you go back to Bulls with Coach, You go uh, to the Lakers with Odom. You go to Golden State with Draymond. And then whatever team LeBron is on, he can say that you could play yeah. him at the four 
and then he could, you know, defend multiple positions all over the floor, but also he can take the rebound and 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 push the tempo. Uh, not to score, but Siakam. Siakam did a little bit. I mean, maybe Dallas was the only team that really didn't have it, and that Detroit, weird, and Detroit didn't have it. But I think if you're building a championship level team, I think you need this versatile four man that can pass, make plays for others, defend multiple positions, and just basically a versatile four with some type of passing instincts. And even if you can score, it's a bonus. Um, Draymond was more of a scorer in the early championship runs, but Mm -hmm. it's like this ultimate glue guy that creates mismatches all over the floor. And I think on a good team, Jalen Johnson can play that role. And like, and it's not just necessarily, okay. So think about what Miami does with their bigs, like Bam can pass. Yep. can pass. You know what I'm saying? But those guys are like, to me, they're playmaking bigs. And it's not about having gaudy assist numbers. It's just that off a dribble handoff, either I'm, I'm going to make the right play off a dribble handoff and I can initiate off. Uh, I he's and think about now, like, and I'm not comparing him to Jalen Johnson, but Bruce Brown is playing great basketball right now because guess what? He used to play point guard. He found his role as a four next to, uh, I was going to call him Magic Harden, next to James Harden, and he can make those plays in the pinch. Yeah. Uh, well, even then, think about Houston's teams. All those years that Harden was putting up those crazy numbers, the the year that they went to the conference finals, they had Josh Smith who could play that role. Right. And then they they didn't have it the last couple of years, but I felt like that was one of their weaknesses that once well Harden think- gave the ball up, they didn't like if PJ Tucker could attack a closeout right. and make a play, or if you could put a man in the middle of the floor, I feel like it would have made Houston's offense a whole lot better. Well, okay. And even with like, sometimes he shows it, but like Jeff Green just figured out who he is. And I kind of thought that maybe Jalen Johnson could be like, you know, a Jeff Green just kind of took them them a while to figure out who they were. But like, I mean, Jeff Green would bang on you, but he's found his role as a playmaking four or five. Yep. Even at 33, 34 years old. He's still bouncy too. Yeah, he's still dunk (laughs) So, yeah, I, I think that that's probably the best role and fit for Jalen Johnson. Um, just in, like, some of my notes, I wrote down that he's got a good body, a strong frame. I think that he should be able to defend multiple positions, um, puts the ball on the floor, loves to drive left. Yeah. <laughs> Does he go right? But I know I just had loves to drive left. I, I Just thinking about it now, he was going left every time. Every Every single time. And like you said about his rebounding, you think he's a good rebounder, and but then some games he doesn't rebound, and some games he just doesn't do anything at all. But we'll get to that in a second. I like him as a cutter, and I think that he has the athleticism to be a good finisher around the rim. Um, and I like him as a high post passer, but I think he can also play a role as an energy guy, possibly, because – He's got a quick second jump, and he loves to attack the offensive glass, which, you know, in today's NBA, some teams don't even really want guys attacking the offensive glass because right. they want to get back and set their defenses up. Overall, I like his overall skill set. I think he does have a nose for the basketball to be that energy guy. But in a moment, we'll come back and we'll discuss the weaknesses and areas of concern. 
RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for the auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic car or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and very easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and the prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. We have been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on every bar. Now is the time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It is Built Bar Madness. And we are now closing in on the Enticing 8. The first matchup in the Enticing 8 is Cookies and Cream versus Coconut Almond. But there are a few other teams looking to punch their ticket. We have Salted Caramel versus Cookie Dough Chunk. We got Coconut versus WC Birthday Cake. Mint Brownie has punched their ticket to the Enticing 8 where they're looking to play the winner between Peanut Butter and Coconut Puff. Caramel Brownie faces off against Double Chocolate and Coconut Brownie Chunk faces Lemon Almond Cheesecake for the last few spots for the Enticing 8. Cade Cunningham, Evan Mobley, Jalen Suggs. How much do you really know about these potential NBA stars of tomorrow? If you want to know more, you need to subscribe to the Locked On NBA Draft podcast. Prospect scouting reports, draft rumors, mock drafts, and full coverage of March Madness four days a week from credentialed draft experts. Subscribe today and follow the Locked On NBA Draft. Now, now this segment could be called the red flag segment. And I'll let you go first. What are your biggest concerns on the basketball court for Jalen Johnson? Um, on the court, uh, with young guys and, um, not necessarily knowing his backstory like that, but it's just kind of like figuring out who you are as a basketball player. And, um, you know, you can sit here and say, okay, he was a top, whatever, 10, 15 kid coming out of high school. You went to Duke. It didn't work out at Duke. Uh, you know for whatever reason. So it's like, who are you as a basketball player? I know we had talked about it before um, on a different pod in last year's draft with uh, Jay, is it Jalen McDaniels? I get him and his brother mixed up. Jaden. Jaden McDaniels. So we were like, man, Jaden McDaniels is talented, but who is he right. as a basketball player and who, what role will he accept? And surprisingly, like he's coming in and the Timberwolves are a terrible defensive team, but he plays defense. Yeah. So it's like he's he's figuring out like, you know what? I went, I slid because of whatever reason. Let me figure out who I am. And he's looked good 
um, in the minutes that he's played. So I wonder the same thing for, for Jalen Johnson. It's like, okay, let's say he slides, whatever, or, you know, will he figure out who he is as a basketball player? Is he going to be the playmaking for, or is he going to try to, you know, do something that he can't do? Uh, one of the more alarming things that I saw on the film is that he turns down a lot of three-point shots, and you just can't do that in the NBA. You can't turn down open looks. Um, and there may be some questions about his shooting. I know he shot sub 70% from the foul line. He took one, one and a half threes per game at Duke. And so, he made 44%. When I look at film, I'm like, this dude can't shoot. His shooting yeah. percentage was a whole lot better than what I saw on film. Because I saw some bad misses. Right. I saw I him passing up funny, shots. I think he's got some funny mechanics going on. Yeah. He's got some like, funny backspin. So, um, but, you know, obviously shooting is king, but with him being a four, you may be able to get away with not being a shooter for a while, but ultimately, like, if he's going to be the player that we hope for him to be, he's going to have to be a confident shooter and just understanding who he is as a basketball player. It's funny because in my notes, I have outside shooting poor, doesn't look like a confident shooter, and then I, I put that he lacks vertical pop and some explosion on his drives and traffic. I think that he's athletic and bouncy when he has a runway. Yeah. You know, a lot of guys are like, you give him a full head of steam. Yes. He's, you know, he can make plays above the rim. Uh, I put that he's turnover prone forces, passes, uh, lacks touch. Sometimes his shot selection is questionable. Doesn't drive right. And needs to be a better free throw shooter. Yes. So again, like we talked about, what is he? What does he hang his hat on? And I think ultimately, you know, it's just that's what's going to be the uh, reason he succeeds or the reason he doesn't succeed. It's like, does he find out who he is and does he accept that? All right, so let's get back to shooting. Based off of what you've seen and and his, like I said, his numbers are better than what I've, what I've seen on film. And you talked about his mechanics. Do you think he has good touch? Do you think that he can improve as a shooter? Or do you like what is your best case scenario for him as a shooter? Because I, I think he lacks touch. You, I think it could just be a, a role thing. So with him, I don't, again, I don't know the kid. I don't know squad about him. Say he played basketball, but it's like, as you grow into your your role in basketball, you change your, your workout routine. So it's like maybe he's spending 10% of his workout or 25% of his workout on stuff he's not going to be able to do anymore because he, your talent level doesn't take you there. So it's like if you, you look at guys who have turned themselves into shooters, solid shooters, and it's not necessarily an indication – of a uh, free throw shooting, but like Jalen Brown turned himself into a knockdown shooter. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And he's still a 70% free throw shooter, which is crazy. Cause I, it seems like he doesn't miss anything in the corner, but you know, you put him at the foul line, he, he, he struggles. So um, I think he can be a shooter, a good, a respectable shooter, a league average shooter, but it, it, it comes with, the reps and it comes with okay this is this is what it's going to take for me to stick 
And this was what it's going to take for me to, to like play. So again, maybe he's not putting in the work to be uh, the shooter that he needs to be because he's working on other things because he's been the man his whole life. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a, a good comparison because Jalen Brown has definitely put in the work and improved as a shooter shot like 29% from three as a freshman in college, 65% from the foul line. But then you look at him now and he's around 38% from three for the last two years, this season and last year. I don't remember. I have to look at my notes. If I had concerns about Jalen Brown's overall touch, which is one of my concerns about. But you could have questioned his, his overall feel for the game coming out of the Cavs because he was just athletic. Yeah, I, now I, I will say I liked him. And you can even go back on my NBA Draft Junkies channel and see like the video I did on him. What was that, 2016? But I felt at the time he did a little bit of everything, but I didn't know that one thing that he did well. But whoever his trainer is, whoever. I'm going to give him his props. Yeah, because he, he's yeah. put in the work. I mean, he's a shot creator now. He got handle. He's got he, he had he has. I've been working on my handles, handles. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely put in the work. And he's an example of a guy that, you know, you, you saw the raw talent and you saw the potential, but he's lived up to it. And mm-hmm. I mean, I can go on a tangent. This can be a different subject, but between him and Tatum, like Tatum was head and shoulders a better prospect, even though they went around the same time in the draft. I feel like he's caught Tatum. I mean, well, I feel like his progression has been yeah. better than Tatum's. And not and Tatum has been good, very good, but I feel like he was more polished than Brown. And then Brown has caught up to where, you know, some people debate who is the better player of the two. I think the big step for Jalen Brown this year is that um his first year yeah his assist to turnover ratio is positive yeah but it's still he's still one to one but he's made leaps for sure and like i said i'm gonna give him his credit because you know he was playing he was jamming r2 on the playstation controller for the longest and he's slowing down he's pretty much lights out in the corners for sure and he's shooting him off the dribble some too so but to just to make it come full circle, I mean, shooting is as much confidence as it is reps, as it is, you know, working on the shots that you take. You know, I'm not I'm not going to write off. Like you said, he shot 44 percent from from three, albeit on, you know, limited attempts. But it's something that, you know, you can improve. upon. there's too many examples of guys turning themselves into respectable shooters who couldn't shoot fish in a barrel all right man thanks again for coming on that wraps up this episode on duke's Jalen johnson now check out locked on nba draft tomorrow we have another host with more awesome takes again this is Raphael. this is my brother james and we are out